uh, the main focus of uh, this evening's show is really what do we do and what type of steps do we need to take in order for us to take those steps to uh, retrieve those memories, so to say, right? To, uh, you know, let go of old things and uh, clear out the bad energy, you know, all the kind of good stuff that you guys are into, right? Positive energy and negative energy. And, uh, you know, and I had the opportunity to uh, speak with my guest, Jerome Calvard. <laughs> Should have been some drum rolls there, right? Uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, we had a very, very good uh, discussion, and I learned a couple of things. My eyes just opened up, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Uh, I didn't think of that before, so I uh, enhanced my, uh, you know, uh, prism just a little bit that much more. So I appreciate that. So I'm going to welcome my guest. Uh, first of all, you guys know who I am, Omar, coming at you guys from uh, British Columbia, Canada where it's plus 40 outside today. And uh, Jerome's lucky, he's down in Australia, uh, where uh, they're in winter right now. So I'm imagining it's probably like 20 degrees down there and these guys are freezing. And I wish it was like 20, 25 degrees here today. So what's up, Jerome? Thank you very much for your time, my friend. We met on uh, the Forgotten Origin, uh, the uh, Out of Australia, Stephen and Evan Strong's uh, webinar, chapter two that they had our alien ancestry chapter two and uh, we met in the uh, chat room. So that was pretty cool. And uh, you know, we had uh, a little bit of a discussion in there and then we followed through outside of there and became friends and uh, talked now for uh, about a week now, week and a half. Uh, so I wanna thank you for uh, coming on to uh, Watchers Talk and uh, sharing your knowledge with us because I'm sure everybody is going to really dig this because uh, it's uh, it's useful knowledge. You know, this this is not the kind of stuff they uh, teach us in school, right? Uh, unless you go into another different type of school, right? If you go into uh, Jerome School, let's say, uh, you know, you'll learn these kinds of things. But I'm saying that, you know, if you're in, uh, you know, like elementary school and junior high school and high school, you know, they don't teach you this kind of stuff. That's the type of knowledge that's like suppressed, right? And uh, we all know about that, right? Fight the thought, please. Share this stream. <laughs> So welcome, Jerome. Thank you very much. I'm just going to be quiet now, and uh, you know, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to be with us here today to share uh, full knowledge. Um, you know, so uh, go ahead. I'm going to pass the stage off to you, and uh, you know, let's uh, let's have a discussion. Tell us about yourself, and uh, you know, things like that. Mm, things like that. There's a heaps to say, but not much. Except that I, <laughs> if there's one thing. If there's the most important, the square one, the everything which leads me to be and do what I do today is I do what I love. Right on, right on. Well, that's the only uh, only way it should be, right? Uh, because we're, we're in a society right now where people are doing things that uh, they don't love, right? Yeah. And uh, they're sick of it. And this COVID's mm. like really highlighted that for them since they've been at home for, you know, like last six months since March. So that's why more than ever, this show is like really relevant to uh, to what's happening currently uh, around the world and with the knowledge that you have to share. Mm. In a long story short, um, <coughs> I was born in Paris, in France, and at the age 15, I dropped out of school. Yeah, another one. And as I dropped out of school, well, I was looking for an activity. Somehow, mom and dad had enough to pick me up at the police station. So uh, we decided to do, how about we put it into something you'd like to do? And I had to pick 
uh, three choices. I ended up hospitality. I ended up at the hospitality school of Paris, where I was really driven by chefing, cooking. And so myself, oh, one, nice. of the youngest, one of the youngest of the promotion in 1976, and ended up uh, being offered uh, doing the competition of uh, best apprentice uh, of the year. Somehow, oh, some right way, I felt, yeah, somehow, in some ways, I felt like quite happy, quite content. I went to myself, hold on, some guys are considering what I do and how I do it, obviously. I had the choice. I said no. I said no because I just didn't want to do it. I just wanted to have fun. When you're 15, 16, you know, you're in this bracket age where you just want to social, just want to socialize. I heard yeah. of many opportunity, many options. I was not interested. What I wanted was happy to start working. I had plenty of energy, a lot of drive, quite a clear with what I wanted to do and what I wanted to achieve. And my direction was somehow at that time getting into chefing, hospitality. I did it for a few years. I had the chance to work in fine dining where you're not working with... Uh, in a job, but you're working with people who are driven. They have some passion, they have some love. They share it with you. So you have those, this foundation. I was coming up at the age 16, 17 with the foundation of uh, what passion is and the ability to express it, whatever oh, yeah. it is that I was doing. Yeah. But it was through cooking. So I ran for seven years as a chef, different places right. in Paris. Yeah. had the chance to work with big names. And one day I decided to go a little bit further, but to go overseas. So I started West Africa, North Africa, then I've done a little bit of Asia. I traveled over 14 different countries. And somehow, every time I came back, I knew that one day I would leave for good. And I did. Landed here in Australia, for which I am so grateful, and decided to go my way. So I picked a place where there would be tourism, made sense to me, French chef, bit of a big hotel name, easy yeah. to find a job, easy to get off work, even if you're in a break because you were working a lot of shift work, get in the, in the afternoon, go on the beach and just enjoy a bit of a holiday time. That's yeah. what it was about for me. So I landed in Australia, in Queensland, north um, northeast of the uh, of this continent, and then uh, for I stayed there for about twenty years. But in that time, as I was set up my own business and and got driven by sharing the knowledge by uh, doing some cooking assignment in different places with different organizations, uh, sports events, weddings, function centers, but even pubs where I was making myself free to do what I want, to be what I choose to be. Yet, I wanted more activities and I got across, I came across one person once who led me to learn a little bit about myself. And amazingly, overnight, I was creating some changes. Like literally, my health was getting much better. I didn't know what happened. But as I decided and dedicated my life at that time to learn more about, I realized very quickly that the essence of everything which was transforming what I was at to who I was becoming 
was as simple as energy. So I got to get, I got to get curious. I got curious. I've always been curious by nature, no question. You know, I, I was free bird flying from one country to the other. Life just was, it still is. Yeah. So I got, I got involved into different modality. I learned from this man who was a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. that I had a question for him. And that was the start of everything. What made you different to anyone else? He looked at me and he said, I looked at the body as a whole. I looked as a person as a whole. Whoa, hang on a minute. What do you mean by that? He goes, okay, let's go back to the square one here. Let me show you something. For you to be, what do you need? What is required for you to be? <laughs> Great question, so simple, no answer. He goes, what about energy? I said, well, yeah, that's obvious. He goes, so obvious that you can't even say it. Good point. And I said, okay, cool, cool. Tell me, where am I finding it then? You tell me. Oh, God, there you go. Back to apprenticeship. I was learning about myself. I was about learning about how I work, how this mm -hmm. body works. <clears throat> and he says there's three sources of energy. Exercise and rest. Rest to restore. Second source of energy, nutritional food, giving the body what it needs by nature versus what we believe it to be or we get to believe. And the third source of energy is doing what you love, loving what you do. It's very simple. So simple that I was not really there. I was loving what I do, but I was not doing what I love. I knew that somehow, in some ways, there would be something coming up. And it did. So from chefing to designing my own range of chef's uniform because I was annoyed to wear bags of clothes around myself, unsafe when you play with a slicer, electric slicer, going for cutting uh, small goods for 400 people for hours, you know, and getting the yeah, sleeve yeah. of your and the calf catch, catching the, the blade. No way. Something had to happen. So I designed my own range of chef's uniform, which turned out to be quite interesting. Because I looked at the fashion side of it. I looked at the ergonomy side of it. I looked at the comfort. I looked at the well-being. So all was sort of getting linked into one another. I was starting to feel better and better within myself. And everything around me had to be aligned with what I wanted, with how I felt. Then I got into, so dropped uh, the uh, range of chef's uniform. I got into uh, training, teaching people. I was attracted by teaching people. So I got into launching the very first live interactive online cooking school. Oh, very cool. Uh, and uh, so that was cool too. Yeah, I like and that. It worked, it worked for a little bit. I had some fun, but obviously I didn't have enough heaps of energy, heaps of vitality since I was doing the work with this man for 11 years in a row, investing quite a bit of money, I have to say, and learning other different modalities, other sources of information, I was coming up with a sort of a wealth of knowledge, which I knew had some power. But I was a little bit shy because it was easy for me. So I was a bit shy. I didn't see the value and the power for me to share it with others. So I decided to do it with through the cooking. And here I was, some height, some ways, slightly involved with the very first MasterChef Australia, where somehow nice. I was doing some spectacular work. Yeah, sure. I was just having fun in the kitchen, 
with some mm -hmm. contestant and some people who won somehow in some ways a, a session with some chefs. And from that, I realized that, yeah, the, the attraction was not really the show, but more the, uh, the sharing of the knowledge, you know, giving the tips and, and tricks to get into your kitchen and driving you to, to be interested by not just cooking a dish, but having joy. So I started yeah. to teach people to get people together and, and have a couple caring for the dessert, another one caring for the entree when I was doing the, the, the main course and all around a glass of wine. I was uh, uh, looking at the social event at home or even at the school in such a way that I was bringing entertainment, I was bringing joy. And so some of us know that joy stands high on the map of consciousness. Yeah. I was not talking too much about that at that time. But as the cooking school was going on, I decided to, yeah, I'd love to put my feet into that. From day one to day two, I turned my job into a hobby and my hobby into the service I give people today. Over time, I just developed a certain wealth of knowledge in energy from spiritual power to mental conditioning, awareness, um, uh, consciousness, uh, to a vocational uh, 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 calling uh, to love, mm -hmm. to power of money and what it represents, to social conditioning, communication, relationship, leadership, and physical wellness. So I realized that there's seven areas of life that needed to be served, that needed to be supported to grow and evolve. Over time, I narrowed it all down because there was a huge, vast source of energy, a vast source of knowledge there. I started to put my finger into uh, kinesiology, uh, biofeedback, uh, Jose Silva mind control method, learning to how work the mind, which is a simple tool which needs to be attuned with your heart and not the other way around. <laughs> um, um, uh, then I learned, of course, about psychology, but modern psychology. And very happy I was meeting with psychologists, I was talking with psychiatrists, and I was a little bit arrogant, you know, it's got to be a little bit of French there, but I wanted to find out where I stand, coming from a hospitality background and with the intention and the vision to share this knowledge and do some work with people to care for the wellness, I needed to align myself to make sure that somehow, in some ways, I was okay, not yeah. only to share the knowledge, but being efficient with what I was doing. So yeah. I came up with, a, I came up with uh, some question like, what is psychology in a few words? And I realized that some people who had the academic skills didn't really have it from the heart, but they, was, they couldn't even speak it from the spiritual side of it, from the well-being side of it. So it was not coming out with, with, with fluently. With the coming up with the understanding of functioning of a communication between the mind and the body. It's simple to me. That simplicity drove me to go a little bit further. So I just, hang on, Gerald, who are you here? You're only a kid who's got a bit of passion, who's really interested, who loves putting the Indiana Jones hat on and dive into the rabbit hole when shit happens. Yeah. And I could see myself like really alone. The more I knew, the less I know. But the, yes, the, the more I knew, the less I know. 
But yeah. the more I knew, the more I was raising the bar in consciousness. That's right. Relate to David Hawkins, yeah. the map of consciousness. We realized that as we grow, as we dissolve all past conditioning, we just climb the ladder and we get to a point where life much easier. It just is. Yeah. And it's so, it, it's so easy that it felt like incomprehensible for me that not everyone could understand it, could get it. And I'm still in this period at the present where I'm learning to share it. Yeah. And when it comes to putting a tool together, putting a story so everyone can understand it, especially a seven years old kid, mm -hmm. well, I came up with, hey guys, at the end of the day, from the day we were born to the day we will get part, there is a birth and there is death. There is creation, there is destruction. The whole of it is just life. But there's not such thing as death in a way when we look a little bit further mm -hmm. when we go into a space where only a few go so yeah, i quickly I realized that hey i was starting to love it because i felt special you know but obviously i needed to surround myself with people who could um, understand that language and mm -hmm. so i started to talk into the lemon terms lemon lemon's terms and i came up with there is an organic process of growth and expansion or development. Mm -hmm. From the day we were born, there's a reason, there's a purpose, there's a why, there's an end in mind. From that moment, you look at it and you say, well, hang on, in order to be whatever is most important for this dude turning up on this planet and just looking around and saying, hey, what am I here for? Well, at least if he comes up with the most important to me, which is life to live, what does it require for this guy to live? What does it require for this kid to live? Exercise, rest, food, doing what he loves. The three together equal the spirit of that person. So I went, hold on a second, that's really cool, but how does that work? Well, it's very simple again. There is seven areas of life where there is a calling. Mm -hmm for growth and development. The spiritual side of us, the mental side of us, the vocational side of us, our calling, our voice, what we're here to talk about. What is our calling? Love. That is for the intangible side of life, where we cannot touch, we cannot, it's not palpable. And then we got the tangible side of life where there's the complement opposite, I would say, or the counterbalance of vocation, which is the reward in the form of money in this civilization. Mm -hmm. There is communication for the mental side. So all this wealth of knowledge in order to bring it up to life, well, we express it in the social area of life, relationship, um, um, training, communication, becoming a leader, different role, a trainer, a facilitator. And the spiritual side of us is directly rep represented in the physical form. So whoever the spirit is, 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 is in, appears in the physical form. Whatever mental wealth and knowledge and awareness and consciousness we have is reflected to the way we communicate, mm -hmm. express oneself in the social environment, social array of life. And then vocation, our calling, our voice, the complement opposite, how do we get, how, how does it appear? How is it demonstrated in life? through the field of money, which could be another currency. It doesn't got to be money. It could be anything as long as we have a fair exchange of giving, receiving, mm -hmm. of altruism and narcissism. 
fair exchange, balance point, where only love is. Altogether, we have a sort of a recipe. I, I put it together and I just go, my God, that's pretty cool. How about we apply it now? But how can we apply it into someone's life? Yeah. Well, again, it's very simple, Omar. Mm -hmm. Grab a person, identify what this person is at on the spiritual level, on the mental level, on the vocational level, on the love, family, romantic love itself, on the financial level, on the social level, on the physical level. Find out the balance, how it stands. Is it more altruism than narcissism? Does it mean more narcissism, more selfishness rather than selflessness? Or does it lead less selflessness for the narcissism or selfishness to catch up and be balanced, equally balanced? Yeah. Well, love is. So when you have that old picture, then it's very simple. You go back to the organic process of growth and development. What are the sources of energy that person needs in order to rebalance? How can we bring it up? It's very simple. Everyone is different on this planet. There is 7 billion plus belief system. I'm not talking religion, which is yeah, a, yeah. Rules. It's a, it's a belief system. Belief. Beyond. The yeah. belief system, the religion is what has separated us from being free spirit. Yeah. I'm not hurting too much every, everyone out there. No, no. It created a separation. <laughs> Take us, takes us away from free spirit. So I bring you back there. That's Mentally, the knowledge, the conditioning we receive, whether institution, media, they're really good at that, yeah. um, whichever media, TV, newspaper, uh, people talking, uh, even the spiritual conditioning in a, in a, in a mental, on a mental level, taking us away from who we are for truth, what is and versus what we believe it to be. Well, isn't that by design? So right? Yeah. Isn't that by design, though, to keep us in this right, confused, low vibratory state so that we don't understand really who or what we are. That's the impact of what, what happens when we give powers to others, mm -hmm. to religion, to institution, to mm -hmm. someone, to a nine to five instead of free spirit, yeah. free, free mind, high, raising consciousness, doing what we love, speaking the truth or speaking something that we have in our heart and which I, is to contribute to humanity, yeah. speaking from the heart instead of from negative energy. So here it is, somewhere is when we go center, balance, the heart being the, the centerpiece, the balance point, we look at the negative energy, we look at the positive energies. What we want is to synthesize the two. We don't want to get positive, forget the negative. The negative is going to catch up with you. You stay in the negative, someone loves it. <laughs> no, I love it too. I bring you back into the positive for you to realize the both works together hand in hand. Like the yin and the yang. Right? It's a polarity of one another. Now, it's speaking not... it is one thing. Yeah. Living it, walking it is another one. And through this process, when we look at it, we realize that we don't know where we're going unless we know where we're coming from. Yet we live in the present, the ever-ending now. But in order to be staying in the present, in the ever-ending now, seeing time going past, but not wasting it and saying, oh my God, the week is already gone. No, it's not. The week is now. We, we have to look at the past. Hence, all those modalities, all those names, all those labels came up and say, past regression therapy, which I highly regard. But there's other names, other labels, at the end of the day, when you want to bring yourself back to heart, to balance, 
centered. We got to look at the past and the negative. We got to look at the positive, synthesize the two, so you can move and grow and develop. So how would one... Uh, In a nutshell. How would one dissolve, like, uh, you know, say a negative event, something that uh, happened to an individual, uh, you know, that's really obstructed their uh, progression in life, right? Like really, you know, uh, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Paralyze them and <laughs> uh, and they can't move forward. So, you know, how would this, um, you know, apply and how would this person, you know, dissolve that thought and, and get away from the fear and move forward in their life? Well, there's different strategies, different mm -hmm. angles, different perspective, but one which is really basic, ba basic, is using the senses. Mm -hmm. Some people are more visual, others are more into feelings, and others are more auditory, whether we're a man or woman. But in general term, women are about feelings, emotions, they will speak through it. Men are more about visual and eventually auditory, which is true too for me, who's really more, maybe more balanced between the three uh, pieces, but I'm still into feelings, then I see and then I hear. Some moments I would gonna hear more than I'm gonna feel and more than I'm gonna see. Mm -hmm. The one thing I know is over time, our sensory acuity is fine tuning. So we see the unseen, feel unfelt, and hear the unheard. That gives us the ability to increase, to, um, I would say to improve our mental faculties, which is having vision on the longer term feeling, sensing events before they occur and having the ability to respond to them. Sometimes, somewhere, there's less, less words, less noise. There's more calm, more peace. It's a more of an inner work. And that inner work, when, when you reach that level of inner work where there's peace and calm, it's so easy and simple to act with calm, with peace, with confidence, with certainty, with clarity, direction, with drive, with trust, with faith with wisdom and gratitude, this bliss, this joy. You climb the ladder of the map of consciousness and you live in that space where great, beautiful leaders, spiritual leaders live and where just everything just is. There's no more positive, negative. There's no, there's no right or wrong. There's no good and bad. There's no mind and kind and uh, uh, mean and kind, uh, cruel and, and, and nice, just careful, that, uh, positive, negative. It's, it's just love. I watched that uh, Indian guru. Um, I forgot his name now. Um, he's got that long white beard. He's got a compound in, uh, in India. And he says the uh, very same thing. Is that once you're at a certain level of consciousness, while you're here, right, the uh, positive and negative just is disappeared. There's no good, there's no bad, right? So you kind of, you know, really, that's what it took me back to when I was just listening to you. I was like, wow, you know, I've heard those words before. It's amazing. It's you know, but we, we, we live in a, you know, in a society of, you know, go, 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 go. And unfortunately, our programming is that we, you know, react first, then we think about what we did. And then we feel about what we've done, right? Like for instance, you know, if you're caught up in rush hour and somebody cuts you off, right? You yell and swear at them first, call them all kinds of horrid names. And then you think about what you said. And then you say, oh man, would I want somebody talking about my kids like that? And then you feel the emotion of it rather than 
you know, doing the opposite, right? Thinking, right? Feeling, right? And then possibly, you know, vocally expressing yourself if it's, uh, you know, warranted and positive. But uh, we don't live in, a, in an environment like that, right? Because people are just like robotic almost. To get back to the uh, how we dissolve mm -hmm. negative emotion, how do we dissolve energies that are not matching or not aligned, not congruent, not integrated in our heart and not embodied, which close the whole picture of the ability for us then to act upon the situation. Mm -hmm. To any event, there is a response. Any life event, whether it's a, a story coming up to you, someone challenging you or you challenging someone, or you observing, witnessing a challenge which is occurring, like we can see through the TV, through media and so on. To any life event, even when we passive and watch it happening, there is a response. The response occurs through the belief system. That belief system is forged through the information in formation that we are taking on in our mm -hmm. mind, in our brain. Mm -hmm. And the thought output, so information is input, output the thoughts, which comes out due after having been processed through the mental, like through mental activity, having been processed through, through the belief system and other parts, which I am not going to into because it's not my expertise, but I love diving into <laughs> and labeling it in such a way that it makes sense through to a story, mm -hmm. not into academic terms that make people bored. Yeah. We want the Words reality, we want, what is. we want to understand what's happening. So from information input to output thoughts, which comes with emotions, energy in motions, the belief system, the way we respond is directly related with how we've been conditioned, spiritually, mentally, vocationally, emotionally, financially, socially, physically, sexually, culturally, spiritually, I said it, it's the first one. <laughs> one or the other is more, um, prominent than the other. Dominant, perhaps? Prominent. It will stand out more than the other. So okay. for a therapist, for a person who is facing with support to care for someone, it's to have the ability to identify which conditioning is at the root cause of this response mm -hmm. to that life event. The life event just is. We don't have control of it. Yeah. Response, we may not have control of it, but we can take control. We can take charge that will lead to the outcome. So just go event plus response equal outcome. Life event plus belief system, the way we respond equal reality. So when we know that simple equation, when we know that we, can, we don't have control over the life event, but we can choose consciously according to what's most important to us in our life at the present time, we can lead towards this reality. I'll explain. And when the path is clear, when the response is just aligned in your mind, when everything is in harmony, your thought, your visions, your words, your feelings, things comes up. It just happened that um, in the middle of uh, the first wave of lockdown in the South Australia, um, I, I, I had enough. I knew that I had my time down here. I had the lesson I had to learn, and it was a beautiful one, which took me 345, 345 years backwards to find out that I was a really wealthy person. And as I was falling in love with a beautiful, spiritual, powerful woman, I turned and I lost her for the purpose of having a family because I was so narcissistic and she was so uh, uh, altruistic 
the two together didn't meet, yet we had the same level of power, but we didn't learn to love what love was. And I had to go back to that time in order for me to move on in my lifetime right now. So I went back there, Australia, South Australia, led me, it led me down there, met with a person who was there with me 340 years ago. Um, another person, amazing, met with a few soulmates of the past, was able to go to break through it, which took me to the now where I, I went through. <laughs> I chased her because I love women. I chased <laughs> her. So I, I went to spiritual, uh, I went to church, learn, and then I became even a priest. So I went from narcissistic to altruistic, one end to the other. I needed to rebalance to move on in that life because I have other things to do than just staying and giving for nothing. So that experience in South Australia was for me driven by finding balance, by finding who I truly am in that life and rebalancing myself, bringing me back to reality, mm -hmm. the reality I wanted. How do I know that I reached it? It's very simple. Well, actually, it was simple because I worked through it for five years. And here I am, which actually took it two years to break it through, yeah? And everything else was just time, social, developing the business, introducing myself, talking a certain language that not many have heard. Mm -hmm. So I decided to move on. And the way I was responding to all life events was linking me to that past. So I knock it off, knock it off, knock it off. And then I felt I was complete. Not complete, but my work was done. February, middle of the COVID-19, I put an intention out there. I knew that I was going to be where I wanted to be, however my vision takes me and wherever I feel mm -hmm. I'm going to be. I took off, end of the lockdown, get myself packed up, ready. Friday, two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. Friday afternoon, booked a, uh, a car, rental car. Saturday, packed up my stuff, put it in the storage room. Sunday, said thank you. Monday morning, on the road. Met with my chiropractor for a little bit of a physical adjustment. Met with my barber, my favorite barber. Picked up my croissants and my best croissants and pain chocolate ever in Australia. Yeah. Guys, I had to say it. Uh, and decided to... Uh, take a road trip, the longest road trip ever, led me to this place. I landed here, took off Monday, landed here on Wednesday. Thursday morning, I was moving in. Friday, settled down, Friday afternoon. Decided to go to the beach. I looked up. I had the picture that I downloaded from Google, which was linked with my intention that I put in my document. I was there in front of my picture. Wow, that's very manifested at will. the biggest and most accurate ever manifestation. So I know that those 340 years, spending two, three years working hard on myself, done in South Australia was gonna be rewarding. I landed randomly in this place, settled down, got to the beach, 
look tight. And I went, I've seen that. And that was not that wasn't a deja vu. That was it. Yeah. That was something I asked for from my heart, following my vision, knowing that my mind is only a tool that I needed to attune with what I wanted to achieve. So I learned very quickly that whatever information we input, whatever information we receive, we need to learn to detach from it and get into creativity and inspiration and ideas. The output is not anymore the thought and not anymore emotions uh, uh, um, linked with this mental faculty and all the conditioning we had, but it's common sense and logic. When the two together matches, merge, it's easy, it's simple, it just is. Your heart is at peace, so are you. Everything unfolds the way you want it. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, it's no accident that we met, because I had in my intention two interviews, two podcasts. You're the first podcast. The, sec the first interview is being lined up already with yeah. someone else. Very cool. It's just unfolding the way I want it. Yeah. So the how to dissolve the stuff is definitely by looking what was hap what has happened. The way we respond to this life event. So here I am, without doing this work, I would have put an intention out there. I would not, not have landed here. Mm -hmm. I would have been taken away by some fear, some lack of confidence, lack of trust, lack of faith, lack of joy, lack of joy. I would have gone for something like more conservative, preserving my health, my safety, uh, financial safety. Whether here, I just jumped in the car. I went randomly. I said, let's go. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. I had the biggest, the most beautiful road trip in my life. It's no accident. I dissolved one after the other using energy work, kinesiology, the wealth of knowledge I have accumulated, which includes total body modification, advanced applied kinesiology, Jose Silva mind control method, modern psychology, Reiki, remote viewing, and logic, common sense that we all have by nature. Following the heart. Within minutes, <laughs> you bring someone back to where they need to be by nature. Yeah. This is what I offer. I love the, uh, you know, I love the beauty of this, you know, and I, I totally understand, you know, exactly what you're saying because, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in tune uh, with, uh, you know, a little bit of higher consciousness. And I, I just, I love hearing it and I love hearing how I can apply this in my own life. I'm sure it's just not an overnight thing. It just takes a lot of training to do, right? But, you know, when, when I think about it on a, on a deeper level, you know, of my fellow man, then, you know, it automatically, it brings me back down because, you know, you said common sense and, uh, you know, there's a lot who uh, lack that common sense and they've actually labeled it now as rare sense. And when you have these you know, autonomous people that don't know this knowledge or would just slough it off, you know, my question is, is that how can we help those people? Yes. Right? In this community that we're in, you know, everyone understands, you know, the energy and how to work with energy and, you know, are open to this type of a message. But people that are not, how can we approach those people? Because they're the ones that really need the help. Good. Well, so uh, the first thing I, I would uh, suggest is definitely sit back, 
relax mm -hmm. and go back to basics. Just go back to basics. Yeah. Let go of everything, which is all the noise that you have, because there's noise, there's noise around me, there's noise inside me, but let go of it. So maybe you not be able to let go of the noise. That is possible, perfectly comprehensible. Yet at the end of the day, when you get up in the morning, you have a routine. You get up and you do something every single morning, mm -hmm. something which is most important to you. I get up, first thing I do is the cat stretch. Obviously, physical wellness is important to me. Second thing is I go to the bathroom, you know, you want to feel even lighter. <laughs> Freshen up. And then I'm going at every morning, just before sunrise, I'm going to the balcony. I look at the ocean, I listen to the ocean and I look, I visualize. I know I'm centered, I know I'm composed because I've slept, I rested all night. Therefore, mm -hmm. I'm calm. I nurture that sensation. What I mean to say here is I do what's most important to me and it's easy to do. Now, if I get into noise, I'm going to get noise, I'm going to hear it, I'm going to have to deal with it. That inner noise is the lesson to learn for you to move on, to grow and develop your natural path, your natural process. So whatever reoccurring thought, whatever reoccurring sensation, and there is hundred, more than 100 senses active, okay? not only five or six, we have more than 100 senses. We are being driven. We're acting upon it. So let's say, let's say, okay, let's take, um, I'm, I'm, I'm caring for a lady at the present, and um, she's, um, she's, she's got a beautiful story. All I'm seeing is someone who has a lot of noise, who has a, a lot of baggage. She says it's like I'm carrying a, a, a wet um, a, a raincoat that is full of lead. When she, said, she, when she said it to me, I just, I saw it. She goes, I've got this rare disease. And I said, cool. Well, remember, huh? very important point. I am not a health practitioner. Mm -hmm. That's critical to understand. But the body is a direct reflection of the state of mind, of spirit, and heart that we have. The body is a, a self-healing mechanism. It's there to remind us of what's going on in our life. Yeah. Whether it's in spiritual field, um, in the mental field, as in knowledge, institution, uh, con consciousness, awareness, the wealth of knowledge you have, the business, the work we have, romantic love, love oneself, as well as family, finance, Communication, relationship, training, business, leader, boss, CEO, however, whoever you are, and your health itself. Mm -hmm. But the body will always carry, will be always a reflection of our state of mind, spirit, heart, and so on. One of the other areas of life is more important than the other one. So if we wake up with a relationship, romantic love, we know that somehow, somewhere is love or romantic love is the issue which is reoccurring. That is the one to deal with. That is the one we need to speak up for. So one point, very important. It is critical to have someone who is across in front of you as an observer. The person doesn't get into the subjective, into the story. Just listen to the story to understand it, not to reply. Understand what that person comes from and have the ability to detach from it because that person is attached to it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's within them. They say, oh, I can't. Yes, I can't. And I, I know you can't. 
you're not able to when you say I can't. Of course, when you say I can't, you close it on the That's conscious right. level. But it can be a very honest and truthful reflection of how our subconscious work, how the program is, our response to this event. Mm -hmm. So the event is romantic love, family love, whatever it is, or finance. And the way we respond is however we think and we, we, the noise that we're going is going through within us and the sensation we have in our body. When it's not loud enough, the body is going to scream. When we get into disease, it's because it's like alarm system going in the red about time you do something about it. Mm -hmm. now, if the person we refer to hasn't done the work for themselves, it's going to be tough. If they don't yeah. understand, if they don't understand the natural process of growth, the organic process of growth and development, if they don't understand psychology, which is a the understanding of the uh, of functioning of communication between the mind and the body, when they don't understand what energy is versus what it's believed to be, it's going to be a tough game for them. Now, all remember, there is it's gradual. The process of healing is exactly the same that the organic process of growth and development. It's exactly the same, undeniable. So we look at the event, we look out, respond, and we look at the resp the um, the um, the outcome. The outcome is already something we already know. This lady has this uh, raincoat, feeling like um, uh, wet, uh, uh, like lead. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. I go back to the sensation, the energy, the feel of having baggages, whatever you want to call it, on her shoulder. Somehow, in some ways, because it's on the shoulder, on the psychological level, it tells me that she's not being supported. Or she's being supported, but not the way she means to be. When I look at it, is she more altruistic or more narcissistic? Narcissistic, usually they, they go for it. There's the masculine side of it. You know, there's physical energies like, I'm going to get it. Altruist side of, altruistic side of it, it's more like spiritual. It's more like, uh, you know, I'm very sensitive. Uh, I need some support. Boy, I'm there. But I'm not going to look at the altruistic. I'm not going to look at the narcissistic. I'm going to look at the sensation of this raincoat that weighs her ton on the shoulders. Mm -hmm. I'm going to connect to it. Dissolve it. Then the person feels lighter, fresher. Something was at the surface. What was most important to her as soon as she wake up in the morning? Dissolve it. Get rid of it. Whoa something else might come up to the surface. After a little while, very short while now, we can pick it very fast. There's a pattern. We can pick on that pattern. We can describe and we can draw the picture of this life, the life of this person. It's a beautiful story. It's like a movie. <laughs> you take that person into that situation of watching it like as if it was a movie. That person detached from the story. That's when the process of feeling kicks in really and shift. When I take that person and project herself, looking at herself or looking at himself, calm, composed, steady, with presence, certainty, wisdom, and gratitude, with love, they, come, they become who they mean to be by nature. They're going back to the path of the organic process of growth and development when they mean to be, so they can do. They are becoming. By getting rid of this weight, by getting rid of all the, uh, uh, condi this conditioning. So energy, negative energy are the heavy one. Positive energy are the one bringing you joy. 
-hmm. We got to make sure that we can nurture positive, but we don't want to get into the negative. The negative will, the negative will always be there. So when you're into joy, you can get into infatuation. You can go on your horse, on your standing tall and really high, and, and you just go, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah, I'm driven. Oh, this that attracts me. And I want to do that. I want to do that. And you get infatuated. Watch out. Infatuation usually leads to unrealistic expectation, where we assume that we're going to get only the positive and not the negative. Mm -hmm. I was that going to ask that leads to uh, depression, addiction as well, because then you get addicted to a certain type of feeling, and then you continuously, you know, and you're in pursuit of it. So yeah. that not overtake your life as well. So you need to be able to balance. Correct. Um, so what I do in this situation of infatuation, I bring the person back to center, back to love, mm -hmm. and they realize that there's nothing to be excited about. There's just everything just to be in the moment. Now, they could be the opposite, where people are depressed, like this lady with her raincoat, wearing lead, feeling like lead, there's mm -hmm. depression. It's heavy to carry. It's been on, going on for years. And then she, she it led her with this unique uh, disease, which at the end of the day, if I may share, in many occasions, it's only some spiritual presence. Some people, somehow, some ways, some presence that they are wrong. They have unfinished business. They left here too fast. And they're using one of us to speak about something that they want to resolve. So when I connect it, when I feel them right now, I can tell you there's a few of them all surrounding me. I feel it by the sensation, no question. There's presence, there's callings. There is someone who says to me, hey, I see what you, where you're coming from. Please, please, please support me. That lady I care for, she doesn't know yet. We haven't got there yet. I'm not, I want to make sure that it's safe and healthy to work with her. Mm -hmm. Her body has the ability to recover. Yeah, there is a period. We need energy to shift energy. So I give, I allow making sure that it's safe and healthy. I only allow maybe a five-minute session. Sometimes it can last an hour and a half. But those people usually have training. Their mind and their body have been exposed. So they know how to pro process it. The body knows how to process it. But that presence is there. There's a message. So I capture the message. I transcribe the message to this person. I relate it with a past life event. Whatever the story which has happened in the past, it just is the past. Mm -hmm. What I want is that person to be consciously present in living the life she means to be by, she needs to live by, or mm -hmm. he means to live by. So, and then as soon as I connect and I say thank you, that person can cross over and pass over. That's easy. I say thank you. I help them. They melt away. Warmth comes back up. Love reinstalled. And it can happen over and over. It all depends on the life, past life that we have had. It all depends on the conditioning and the intensity of the life event that we had to deal with. The response we had at that time and we have today that lead us to a certain reality. So here's so the beauty is when you're aligned, when everything is aligned, you pick the event, you choose it. You choose the event from mm -hmm. your heart from your vision, from your words. We make sure that you align, congruent, integrated, and embodied the sensation of manifesting through the intention, the purpose, the thought, the belief, the vision, the feeling, the strategy, how I'm going to get there, 
the action plan congruent, aligned, integrated, and embodied the manifestation, the materialization, the gratitude, and the fulfillment sensation. When that is all knocked off, when we tick all the boxes, magic occurs. That's pretty cool, man. How does, um, let's say if you're, um, you know, like really regressed, right? Uh, you know, like, I mean, you know, like you're vibrating, you know, very densely. And now let's say, how, how can I ask this? Uh, it's actually, I guess it would be a two part question. Um, you know, one is that does everyone have had a previous life? Yes. Right? Because I hear, you know, on the internets and stuff where, you know, some people say, you know, oh, this is a new soul, uh, must be the first time on earth, or maybe the first human experience, or maybe the first physical experience. Mm -hmm. So does, has everybody have had, um, you know, multiple or if not just a single previous life? To my, knowledge, to my experience, to what I have experienced, to what I've developed, to, to what I know, it's a yes. Mm -hmm. Now, there's maybe new soul coming. I'm pretty sure. Well, I see soul as being the gift of divinity, which I call mm -hmm. God. That gift, is it's that, that soul is what makes us being there. Like that soul goes, what's left? The body. It becomes cold more than warm. Mm -hmm. It disappears. It melts away. The body is only the matter. The spirit and the soul is the life, is, is the evolution, is what's going to impact the evolution of life on a grander scale. It all depends on how far we are aware, how much conscious level of consciousness. Let's remember that the body, the universe is to the body what divinity is to the mind. Consciousness mm -hmm. is the glue which takes it together. As we are way beyond what we believe. We yeah. are aware of what we can see, we can sense. So yes, to me, there is, we, we all have a past life, no question. Okay, I see kids, uh, I, see, I see kids, I look at them in the eyes, when we stare within a fraction of seconds. <laughs> yeah, you've been there before. Yes, I yeah. have. Kids, kids know, and I watched, uh, you know, I watched a few documentaries on this, uh, you know, in the past, uh, there's this one woman in the uh, British Isle, and uh, she had a kid and, uh, you know, by the time he was about four or five years old, right, he was telling his mom that uh, he had a family uh, across the island and uh, he wanted to go and see them. He knew the names. Uh, he knew exactly where they lived. He knew the address. So yep. the mom didn't leave him for like the longest time. So she thought there was something wrong with him. And uh, so she took him to psychologists and such. And uh, so finally they decided to just finally listen to him and, and go with him to where he wanted to go. Right. So, uh, you know, they went on a journey and uh, he ended up going to this house and, uh, you know, the people that he had mentioned uh, lived in that house and, uh, you know, there were siblings and such. And uh, it was pretty cool, right? So that's like one of the uh, more solid, uh, you know, physical evidence, I guess, uh, you know, one can have that, you know, what this kid was saying, you know, actually was true that he has had a previous life. But my question always comes down to with previous lives is that, why is it that we always hear about the previous lives that have taken place here on Earth rather than else place, right? Like the Pleiades or, uh, you know, a different planet or, you know, being a different life form and experiencing a different, 
uh, you know, avatarian form of experience someplace else. Why is it always Earth, right? Like when you well, talk to somebody, they say, I had a past, I lived in, I was an Atlantean, or I was an ancient Egyptian, or I was an ancient Aztecian, or whatever the case may be, right? But it always just seems to be the Earth. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to share with you, I did a little bit of research about myself. I had to meet with someone um, in order to get uh, this information, someone who really can, is the person who cares for me at the present, basically. And she takes me on to um, really on another level. She allows me to grow and expand on, in my consciousness. I uh, mm -hmm. went from uh, when I started doing this work, I had hardly any vision. I would say, yeah, I had the vision of not even the vision to be a chef. I became a chef. But some, in some ways, when it started, it's like I had more of a desire to go overseas at 23 rather than I'm a, a vision. I'm a, a professional chef as well. Yeah. So is my so is my son um, yeah. in, uh, in Calgary. <laughs> so so at 23, I knew I had more of a feeling than a vision to go. And so um, and as I moved and I went overseas, um, I, I had a vision of living somewhere where there's only sun and water and tourism and holidays. That was mm -hmm. what really my very first vision, which led me here. And from that moment, as I started doing this work, my mind was expanding, my consciousness was expanding, caring, myself on the, caring for myself on the physical level, on the nutritional level, on the spiritual level, and obviously on doing what I love, loving what I do, moving, changing from chefing to designing a range of chef's uniform to moving into this cooking school after working with being inspired by Master Chef, the very first class, the first year which happened in, a, in Australia. All this, as of, of, of fur and mesure, as the time went on, I had a bigger vision and I went from a, a, a global, I went from a, a local vision to a global vision. And from that global vision to long story short, I went into uh, um, astronomical vision. That's when it came to me that the universe is to the body what divinity is to the mind, consciousness being the, the, uh, the glue which they sit together. And recently, um, actually over the last year and a half, after clearing my 340 years of being fortunate man, filthy rich in a way, and turning into a priest, <laughs> matching, <laughs> turning it to a twisting and giving my wealth away and now re rebuilding it over the last few years, get me right, I still make money to live and to, to invest into all this research and study. I've invested more than $160,000 over time. And when I got, when I got to this moment of, a year and a half ago, I went, oh my God, I was dealing, I was working with clients where I started to feel spiritual presence. So I was not anymore doing emotional work, but I was following a program for them to grow and evolve. I was being supported by some spiritual presence. And so I obviously had access to another source of information, which is immense. Mm -hmm. And gradually over a year and a half, it actually happens to be true with you. We in July, it was July when I moved in. It was October, November. So it was seven, nine months ago. I connected with a group on Facebook, listened to those ladies. They were talking some dark stuff and light stuff. And I decided to dive into it. Indiana Jones hat on, dive into the rabbit hole of what darkness is, of what light is, light workers, dark workers, understanding the two. And somehow, in some ways, I got into way bigger than astronomical vision. I was not anymore seeing the spiritual realm that was supporting me to care for my client, mm -hmm. but I was beyond it. And today when I'm with a client, 
it's so much easier, so much more calm, so much more love, so much more power when I see the spiritual conditioning below me, therefore the emotional conditioning, therefore the physical conditioning. But there is love. I have divinity, I have the universe, I have consciousness for me, with me, which empower me for me to dive into this rabbit hole and bring life, bring that person back to life where they mean to be by nature. So mm -hmm. from astronomical vision, is it a cosmic vision? I cannot tell. Is it uh, uh, another planet? I cannot tell. All I know is what I sense, what I experience. Everything mm -hmm. is labels for me anymore. Nothing is, it's only labels. Nothing, everything just is. There's a story, there's people communicating, there's, a, there's noise, there's vibration, there's frequency. I connect with them, I ask questions, I get the answers before I finish the question. All just is when we are into that field. Mm -hmm. Astrology, cosmic, soul, past life, it just is a component, a piece of the puzzle of the whole. Yeah. I just wonder why it's always a human experience, right? Never, okay. never like something else, right? That kind of falls into the line with okay. what Plasma Girl here said. Okay. Um, this kind of falls into parallel with what uh, I just said. She says, sometimes I wonder if it's previous lives or parallel line programming. That's a really beautiful yeah. way to say it. Yeah. I like so, okay, uh, uh, two things here. I'm going to finish off by giving my, um, that, what that lady uh, told me I was. Mm -hmm. As I said, so what's my path? Where do I come from? What has happened to me? She goes, well, that's a really key words, bunch of key words, so bear with me. She goes, last stop before Earth, serious. <laughs> sure. Home is Nebula where I come from, not me here. And I jumped many times to and from many star systems to reach Earth's side. Lyra, Arcturus, cool. Andromeda, yeah. and Sirius. Most often residing on ships to maintain connection with home on this long journey away. Whoever that resonates to, you're most welcome to De decrypted for me. I'm yeah. loving the story. I'm here now on Earth in this on this planet. I could be on another planet where there's other trees and there's water and there's a few of them. At the present, what happens around uh, around the globe is direct, directly related with the shift. There's a transition. There's a something happening. We need to raise the bar of consciousness. We need to be able to evolve bigger than one we've been constrained to believe through religion, school, um, nine to five instead of stray spirit talking what we mean to be doing, um, talking love, such as marriage doesn't exist, but it does exist. It's a union, a communion. A man and a woman gets together. The man doesn't have a much bigger role because the woman is the creator. The man is the magician. Yet we need them both for evolution of life. That's the purpose to be here. When we understand that, rather than chase the, the, uh, another dollar, we serve evolution of life. We serve, we raise consciousness. We serve divinity. We serve the universe. We serve the whole. The planet mm -hmm. will be aligned. From moving towards Siberia, it will come back. Sounds like uh, the law of one, right? Uh, where you serve the whole instead of uh, the sure. self. Right? Sure. So, and the second thing uh, I want to mention, I listened to you, Omar, and uh, something I'm going to mention again. It's very, it's very easy to get into stories and get into understanding where it takes us into some sort of a elation. 
Elation. Yeah, wait, wait. No, no, irrational a little bit, but we get into some stories which somehow, in some ways, it's hard to make it sense. And I call that some mind fuck. Yeah, mm -hmm. some MF, where we get lost a little bit. You know, the mind can yeah. take us and can create anything. So if you don't have control over it, it's going to take you into wherever you feel like going. It's like a little bit of a drug. If it gives you some feeling good, if it gives you some serotonin, if it gives you some dopamine. Yeah, you go into that space where it just is. It feels good. I can walk away from the noise and the crap that is behind my back. Well, hold on. The further you go, the heavier it gets, the noisier it gets. It always catches, catches up with you. Always mm -hmm. catches up with you. Oh, yeah? So we cannot, we cannot deny. Um, so let's, be, let's avoid. Um, um, it has to make sense. You know, there's uh, uh, the Stephen Strong, a person that we both follow yeah. at the present, who is talking to us about this prophecy in relation to the planet of the 21st of December, 9 yeah. a.m. in Australia, something will happen and I will be around. Um, that man says something, I love it. He goes, he's very grounded, so grounded. <laughs> he had such a character. Yeah, he says, look, he refers to, everyone knows this lady, this, the, ju the judge, Judy. Mm -hmm. And she says, if a story doesn't make sense, it's a lie. So when we get into those stories where we get infatuated, we get into some fantasy a little bit, and it makes sense, but doesn't really make sense because it doesn't sound like real. There's a lie information. Mm -hmm. You know, let's go back to what is, which is not specifically the truth, because to me it's beyond truth. What is is, if there's truth, there's a lie. If there's lie, there's a truth. Half a lie is half the truth. Half the truth is half a lie. What is just is. Amazingly, whether we believe in the truth or not, it will always catch up with us. Whether we believe it's true or it's not, it will always catch up with us. We just have to be there present with the commitment and align with what we mean to be doing on this planet and be, which is evolution, evolving, contribution, responding to the needs, with joy, with grace, with elegance, with kindness, with gentleness, with trust, with faith, with an unconditional love. That's where power is, mm -hmm. force that we have been pushed through, through religion, school, and you name it, whatever label, whatever makes noise, it's forced. <laughs> we, are being, we have been force-fed. And I'll tell you why. There is evil and good. Evil is being not destroyed, but it's being defeated. Mm -hmm. Evil was in power. Good is coming up to the surface. It's our turn. Voldemort, Harry Potter. The demon, the angel. The negative, the positive. The chaos, the order. The 1%, the 99%. Look, look, look and this funny you said the 1%. Let me say, in 2004, I was um, really into this work. And I met with a person highly regarded in the field of uh, human behaviors and beyond. Mm -hmm. I approached him and I said, I said something to him. I said, that was one of my, I said, if bronze is the color of knowledge and wisdom the color, uh, silver the color of wisdom, then gold is the color of the truth. 
So that's what I was at at the present. So in other words, I was speaking his language. I knew there was something more than what he was talking about. Well, I'm missing the point here. I'm missing the point. Oh, I'm, I left it behind. My apology. I left it behind. Got it's excited. Okay. Um, um, there is more to life what we believe it to be. Life is very simple. There's a purpose. That man, that year ago, I was there for the financial mastery seminar with this man. And at that time, there was 9% of the, the wealth of the world was in, um, was, um, uh, the wealth of the world was in 9% of the population. Today, it's in 1%. I believe that we've reached the point where it's enough. It's enough. There is so yeah. much disparity of wealth. It needs to be rebalanced. There is more narcissism power than altruism. If you jump on my Facebook, you will see at one stage, I put a picture of a tug of war. You know the game, the tug of war, where we see this yeah. one man red and three, whoop, three people uh, on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I just ask, what if those three were letting go of the rope? What would happen? We would take power back. It hasn't got to go through forces. It hasn't got to go through anarchy. It hasn't got to, it hasn't got to go through fight. Reminds me a little bit of Gandhi when he was facing the English army and says, well, you got a lot of, gun, a lot of guns. You must be very scared. Well, that's not fear happening here. Or if there is fear, there's a mix of anger, rage, wrath coming up to the surface. Let's be wise. Let's remember that it's, this is not going to fuel us. It's only resentment. We're just letting go of some baggages. There's other ways to get rid of it. So to rebalance everything on this planet, to move away. COVID, I'm grateful. It touches us to reconnect because we were totally disconnected. The religion mm -hmm. taking us away from one another. No more connection, no more religion, no, no more integrity. Uh, institution, oh, you know this and I know this. Oh, no, you're wrong and then I'm right. Bullshit. Um, vocation, do what you love, love what you do. Oh, I do what I love. No, bullshit. Well, why are your bodies, your body into that state? It must be telling you something here. If you're really doing what you love, where is your natural body set weight? Where is your beauty, your appearance, and get me right, everyone is beautiful. That's all I see in people, their beauty, not what's around them, it's their heart, it's what is within them, what they all beg for. And do you know anyone on this planet who doesn't want love? So there we go. Look, we, you know, you can see that we can talk for hours and I would yeah. love to have the opportunity to answer a few people if it was possible. I don't yeah. know who's on. I see no one there. I'm, I'm sorry. But I've got a question here from uh, Rob. Uh, he's from uh, Full Spectrum Universe. He asks, uh, what is the best way to perceive your past life on command or like in a meditation or a process to make it easier in any way? Okay. Um, let me say this. You want to find balance. You want to find love. You want to find center. Here, on the conscious level, you mention a sensation you're experiencing and you put it on words in such a way that you see there's a concern, an issue, but there's an outcome, a desired outcome. There's the will. You are committed. You want to move towards that desired outcome. So be clear what this desired outcome is, how it looks, how it feels, how it sounds. 
when you move through meditation is one tool and if i may share hypnosis meditation and this uh, magic tool of um, a mix of uh, uh, kinesiology psychology and uh, uh, connection on a spiritual create a synergy that allows a person to deal on a conscious level hypnosis and meditation takes you into a brain web you're still on the level you're still conscious on, the, on, on when you do meditation but it's something that we need to um, harness to learn to grasp and understand there's so many definitions of meditation to me i do meditate when i wake up in the morning i don't need to ask for it i'm into that state that brain wave takes me to that state where my body is still inert still calm composed but they, my mind on conscious level is present mm -hmm. i can detach and i have a out of body experience which is just me i'm still there but i'm looking i'm just playing with myself somehow in some ways without offending anyone and i bring myself back to present i visualize my day and i see what it is that i want to achieve of course i have an agenda i've cleared my mind i've done my list the day before so i know what i'm going to do be doing i started the preparing for this um event today i could have prepared it a week ago when we spoke about but i went no why not what did i want to push why should i force myself woke up this morning i visualized it yeah I how I, I was going to um, install the desk uh, what lighting i would need uh, which um, how i'm going to check checkpoint uh, the it's all a matter of being present in such a way where that we still have control That's now right. changing shifting an idea shifting the way we respond shifting the sensation make seeing yourself feeling yourself hearing yourself not aligned with the desired outcome there's two things meditation is powerful but we need depending on the volume and the density of conditioning we have i will as well as being wise and looking at the events gradually not necessary to go thousand years backwards mm -hmm. i have a chance to go two and a half thousand years backwards that brought myself back to where it's absolutely necessary. Where is the key moment in my life to deal with this specific issue that I'm dealing? It I could agree. be, it could be 20 years ago. It yeah. could be at the age zero. It could be a conception. It could be four lifetimes ago. Who knows? At the end of the day, identifying the event itself, the way we respond, mm -hmm. identifying and being detached with it feeling the the feeling feeling the emotion of the moment breathing it in fresh energy exhaling it all out again a few times until we project oneself seeing feeling and hearing oneself with presence certainty wisdom gratitude kindness gentleness joy composure peace calm trust and faith with the desired outcome we want to move towards we want to live by mm -hmm. The conditioning is just go by layers. Meditation is a powerful tool, but there is even more efficient and more powerful than meditation. Hypnotism can be, but somehow we in the unconscious level, so we have a person who is in control. If they didn't identify and nail the what is the story behind the event or the, the issue that we're dealing with, whether it's on the physical level, chemical level, emotional level, spiritual level, it's going to be hard to pass through and de delete it. It may mm -hmm. work, it may go for a certain time, and then boom, there's a, it's, the event is going to reoccur in a different form. So I suggest. I, okay, I see. 
saying. Whatever past yeah. life event, find yourself with yeah. a person who deals and using energy work. Mm -hmm. can speak with energy. It's the essence of us. It's the essence of everything. There's no complement opposite to energy. It just is. Mm -hmm. Call it God, Chi, Qi, Yin, Yang, love, consciousness. consciousness. It just is. Yeah, yeah. And okay. tell me, Rob, if you, uh, if I answered your question, please. So we are reaching at uh, one hour and 19 minutes here. And uh, I got to say, this has been a fantastic conversation and uh, some really cool comments in, uh, in the comments as well. And uh, this is the time now where, uh, you know, I'd like to uh, give you the opportunity to, uh, you know, let the uh, viewers and the future viewers who will be watching to uh, how they can get a hold of you, where they can go and, uh, you know, where they can find you. And then uh, after that, we'll do our closing, and uh, that should take us to uh, our 90-minute mark. Okay. So um, I don't know who I'm speaking with, but I'm very happy to. Uh, um, I'm very happy to, to just make it up on the spot uh, for you, Omar, uh, for you to invest so much time, and and you got such a beautiful heart, such a beautiful soul. Um, uh, and a very, very uh, a funny character, uh, which I love. Uh, <laughs> but deep inside, um, knowing the the worth of what you carry and your con the contribution, I I'm the people can see me on on the website jeromecalvar.com, so they can have a little bit of a story, uh, find out where I come from, what I do, what I care for people. Most of my clients are on LinkedIn. I deal with I deal. I work with uh, somehow, in some ways, ninety nine percent of people are feeling people, emotional people. They are women, and they are in expansion in business, vocational expansion. So I take them through a process where you may have heard of this expression of glass ceiling, where it's actually where your mind on the conscious level, as well as the subconscious level, is up to able to reach so because i have been able to go to another level i'm able to see where that glass ceiling is and if they're coming up like this lady is in africa at the moment she's she's an executive a beautiful position in beautiful business she's really loving it on the side she created that business she wants to take it global mm -hmm. and um and uh, so i'm looking at her values and i'm looking at the the value is the drive so i it, I'm looking, she's committed, but she hasn't started. Why? Because she doesn't have the drive. She doesn't have the drive to see, to feel, to hear that business expanding. But basically, I work with those people who are driven and committed to grow and expand because I know that they contri can contribute to a bigger number of people. So if they have an agenda with a purpose, a cause bigger than themselves, an unstoppable drive, a goal that is going to contribute for others as much as for them, not forgetting themselves. Mm -hmm. the ability to leave a legacy, they tick the boxes for the big program where I take them from where they are at, wherever they are, to where they want to be within 12 weeks. On the side of that, I have been approached by quite a few people, and this is what I would love to offer to uh, a few of you. I am uh, very happy to put a class of 10 people only 
where I will take you through those fundamentals of the present time alignment method. So in other words, you will understand and you will learn the key component, which you already know. But we're going to put it in such an order that it makes sense, it's simple, and you don't need to chew on it. Mm -hmm. We'll make sure that you are congruent with it. So it's, we're talking values, we're talking the manifestation process, all the critical principle, making sure that you are congruent, aligned with your intention, integrated in your heart, and embodying the sensation as if you had it, ticking all the boxes, putting you on the path where you mean to be. And we will follow through with a little group that I've built up, whether it's Facebook or whether it's on Zoom, where uh, uh, every fortnight we follow up. We to look at the wins. And uh, on the spot, there will be a hot seat. I will take someone on the spot and will liberate you from some sort of a blockage, issues, concerns, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's only a label. What I will do is allow the energy to come to you, to empower you, for you to reach the desired outcome. Making yeah. sure that it's not infatuation, not an illusion, neither depression where it's a loss. You assume, you expect, and it's never going to come here. I want you to be centered mm -hmm. in your heart, aligned with your vision. So I'm offering to this call only, up to 10 people only, the ability to identify what is stopping you, identify what is most important to you, because that's the drive. This is what is going to lead you towards the physical experience. Whether we are a spiritual being having a physical experience, we are a spirit, we are a, a, a um, physical being having a spiritual experience. The mm -hmm. two works, it works in both hands, in both ways. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can't have this experience without having a physical ways. experience. We're spiritual being having a physical experience. Yeah. And we're spiritual, we are having a physical, uh, um, helping me, uh, a physical being having a spiritual experience. They both work in your hand. Spirit without matter is expressionless. My job is to integrate the two. Mm -hmm. Matter with the, with the, the spirit, with the, without spirit is motionless. I integrate the two. From being forced and separated, I empower you and integrate the drive to make you move towards whatever you will choose at that time. It has to be real, but at least I will bring you back to the basics, to the, the part where you really sense that you are on your path, irrelevant to anyone's opinion. And that's what everybody wants. Opinion. Yeah. You are unique. Your business, your life, your happiness, no one's else. Um, then we look at the, the manifestation process. So we will make you congruent, aligned, integrated in your heart and embodying the sensation through the intention. We can maybe even go through the concept. You may have a concept and it's just a concept. It doesn't come out. It doesn't come to life. That's my job. Mm -hmm. I unleash the, the block. I unleash the energy. You get into the intention, to the idea, to the creativity. And as you surround yourself with people who are on the same path, guess what happened? You're a team. Just like in Reiki, one person giving power to someone gives you so much power of healing. You put two people, it's exponential growth. When we have 10 people in a group, the dynamic of energy, the synergy, whatever unfolds out of it, creates that power that only you can experience and you know the power of it as you see what unfolds. Mm -hmm. You always at the right place at the right time 
for the right reason. And remember, we will never attract a challenge that we cannot handle. If you are challenged right now, this is for you to learn to break through. It may appear on the conscious level with sensation where it's like so scary, I don't want to get through it. I'm grateful for the fear. Mm -hmm. Give me the fear. I love it. <laughs> Synthesizing it. It gives you the freedom, the space, the drive, the direction, the clarity. So if there is 10 people who are interested, if you're not connected on Facebook or uh, connected through Omar, just let me know. Omar will be very happy to have you on board and to be one of the 10 people. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've got uh, Jerome's uh, website address right here on the screen. And for the offer, for the offer, we will look at it at the present. This US dollar is going up and down. The euro is going up and down. The Australian dollar is going up and down. We will find a fair exchange. Yeah, to say you heard it on Watchers Talk, and uh, I'm sure you guys will uh, figure something out. Or receiving to the same degree. And, uh, you know, I'd be more than happy to uh, facilitate that. And uh, thank you very much, Jerome. Uh, your uh, website address is on the screen, also in the description of this video. This was a kick-ass show. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. One of the uh, more uh, uh, non-explicit Watchers Talk streams so far. Usually there's an F-bomb dropped, uh, you know, every couple of minutes. <laughs> I know only one English. That's bad English. And uh, I'm sure you guys all know that. Uh, you know, thank you very much, Jerome. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, people in the crowd really, uh, really loved it, enjoyed it. I, I uh, can't see it. But if I have my, if I have the last words of wisdom, remember, guys, you cannot stop the way to greatness. That's right. So, guys, check it out. Uh, we got uh, another show coming up for you here in uh, the next few days. So keep an eye out on this space, uh, especially in the uh, community part of uh, the Watchers Talk YouTube channel. I'll be putting up uh, some notifications uh, probably in the next couple of days, uh, just working some things out. And uh, hopefully I'll be bringing you a, uh, another fantastic show. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And uh, of course, visit James or Jerome's uh, website. And uh, also you can find him on uh, Facebook. Just go to Facebook, put in, uh, Jerome Calvar, and uh, and then it'll come up. And uh, and of course, if you guys want to go back in the stream or back in the comments, uh, the link to uh, uh, Jerome's Facebook page is also in there. So uh, all the links are available for you guys. And uh, you know, please enjoy and uh, stay safe. I got to take a shower because I'm just sweating here. Plus forty today. Uh, coming at you guys from uh, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, the land of uh, snow and ice, and uh, today is the land of uh, desert. <laughs> See, this is where I wish I had those uh, sound effects. Uh, I got to get me some sound effects and, uh, you know, make it a little bit fun. But, uh, you know, this was a, a wonderful topic and, uh, you know, a really interesting subject. Uh, you know, I can't say that uh, I have a, a whole field of knowledge in it. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you, so that it's for my understanding as well. It's uh, one of the you know, main focuses of this channel is uh, was for me to enlighten myself and, uh, and and get more information so I understand who I am and what I am. And then from there, the quality of my life will get better and my family's life will get better. And eventually, you know, I thought five years ago, I thought, you know, okay, well, I'll make a podcast and then I'll share it with everybody and I'll learn with everybody in real time 
as the information's coming in. So like I was learning along with the crowd as you were talking and I was like, wow, you know, this is pretty cool. And uh, just like a couple of days ago when we were talking and, uh, you know, and I learned some uh, pretty tidbits of information there as well. So Jerome, thank you very much, my brother. I really appreciate it. And uh, I You're definitely welcome. hope to see you uh, back here on Watchers Talk so we can do a uh, another discussion and, uh, you know, and then, and then, grow this uh, friendship of ours and uh, evolve it and uh, and carry it forward and you know and have these uh, you know, enlightening conversations i love Find it out what people would love to work out what what i'm not get me right i'm not god even though i am but i am not i'm yeah, saying I, I only know what i know i don't know what i don't know the more i know the less i know but whatever i experience wherever i take myself is to such a level, to such a degree that I, I, I strongly believe, it's beyond belief, is I, I know within just, my heart that there is something for everyone out there. And yeah. I'm very grateful and humble. Awesome, thank you very much. And uh, thank you guys out there for uh, watching this stream. Uh, this really wouldn't be possible. I really wouldn't be doing it if nobody was out there watching. So uh, thank you for watching. This was done for you. This was done with you in mind. And uh, as you know, every, almost every stream that I do, I uh, have you guys in mind. And uh, I always think, uh, you know, what will, you know, people want to learn or what do I want to learn that I'd like to share? So, uh, you know, thank you for uh, all your support and, uh, and your energy and your encouragements. Uh, you know, I love it. Uh, and I love you all. Uh, you know, my name is Omar coming at you guys from uh, British Columbia, Canada. Stay safe out there. Uh, do as you wish, uh, as long as uh, you don't harm anybody. And uh, much love to you all, guys. Uh, these are uh, precarious times we live in, and uh, who knows what's going to happen. So, uh, you know, please keep yourself safe, and especially our friends in America. Uh, we know there's uh, a lot of uh, shit that's going on down there, a lot of false things, a lot of wrong things that are happening, and they're creating some very dangerous environments in some pretty big cities across uh, the United States. Uh, we I have people that uh, you know follow my work from those cities. So please, 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 uh, stay safe and uh, you know think about your family. And uh, much love to y'all. And uh, I hope to see you guys here uh, on our uh, next streams. Keep an eye out. Ciao.